Welcome back to the Spring Racing Podcast with myself and the Skip. Unfortunately, we're struggling lately. No good last week either. What happened? Not a, not a good week again, but, uh, you know, we're looking to bounce back, obviously, this week. Hopefully, another cracking day of racing. Hopefully, the weather holds off in Sydney and we can uh, get some nice, juicy winners for the listeners. Yeah, both struggling at the moment. Um, I think there wasn't a lot. I think myself was the only winner in the group. Oh, no, you had lost and running, sorry, and I had no compromise, so one apiece. But then, outside the races, you've tipped the Clive Churchill winner at 7 bucks. Not bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad there. I was pretty happy with that. And, uh, yeah, just a shout-out to the Punters Club boys as well, getting a double-up, getting a first-try score and the Clive Churchill too. So, beautiful, beautiful weekend. Did you see the um, multi-slip for that? It was paying, like, someone put, like, a 1000 on it. It was paying 51 bucks for Crichton first-try Edwards Clive Churchill. It might have been more than that, sorry. It should be more. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I wish I wish we did that, but, you know, oh, well, is what it is. On to this week. I'm sure plenty of winners are in the books, I reckon. That's it, I hope so. Uh, we'll start off down in Caulfield. Phenomenal 10 race card. Headlined by three Group 1s. Unlike Sydney, it looks like pretty clear weather down there. There's a little bit of rain Friday, but it looks like it'd be a good track anyway. Normally pretty good down there, drainage-wise. Kicking off Race 7, the first of the three Group 1s, the Might and Power over 2000. And it's similar to the Underwood a couple of weeks ago. Only a small field, but what a field it is. I think it's a field of eight, and there's... Six Group 1 runners, all of them bar one are multiple times. Tough race, how are you playing it? Um, oh yeah, well like you said, it was a small field, but such a great quality field too. So I'm actually stuck with, uh, with uh, I've gone with Jamie Carr and Zaki again. It wasn't fantastic in the Underwood, but I think that one sort of race under it, well it's had two starts now since the spell. I think it'll be back to its best this weekend. I think it's a, still a class above the others. Obviously, Animo around there as well, but I'm still repaying the faith with Zaki at nice odds of $4.40. You don't tend to see that often, having Zaki at that, those odds. Yeah, and no, I was thinking about Zaki. Third up, going to strip a little bit fitter, but I was last night it had its chance, which is the only worry for me. Also, Animo, obviously the class horse. He'll probably win if he shows up. He did he won last start and he was turned up three and fifths lame so a little bit of worry there so i went away from those two just because a couple little concerns and i went a horse who was also in the underwood and i've rode him a couple times earlier it's mwanga i'm on him again i think i was on him the first two starts this this prep for mixed results they were both on soft tracks but i think this boy's a different horse on the good track as was shown last start in the underwood produced the best last 400 and 200 of the race to run second Really looked like he was going to run fourth, but charged home. And out of that race, he was the only one who looked like he was screaming out for further, which it was 1,800 to 2,000 now here. So I've gone Mwanga each way, 25 the win, 75 the place. I'm assuming your chips in on Zaki? Yeah, all chips in on Zaki. Um, hopefully he can get the job done, like you said, I'm sort of re- repaying the faith in it. Obviously it wasn't great last week, last start, but hopefully... Yeah, gets back to its best. We all know how good it is. Yeah, Jamie Carr. I'll be spewing if it wins on it last start. But anyway, race eight, the Caulfield Guineas over the mile for some very talented three-year-olds. Myself, I'm playing Berkeley Square, all in, chips in, all 100. He's a talented course. He's going to need a gap likely to open up in the straight because he draws seven and he's probably going to be midfield and just worse. But watch out, the boy. The if the boy gets clear... Kid can race. Shout out the Hello Sport Boys. Kids, kid can play footy. 
But yeah, last start, Willow, he weaved some magic through the field. And when they found clear running with 200 to go, he stormed past them for a narrow win. Probably wins by a couple of lengths if he gets clear. And arguably, we should be undefeated. Lost first up this prep to subsequent Group 2 winner, 1,000 guineas, the boogie dancer that was. Lost by a length, but got hurled up. And he's never raced on a good track, so uh, you could say that's a little bit of a worry, but generally not too much. So yeah, as I said, chips in. What about yourself? Yeah, I've gone sort of similar sort of play, actually. I've got, but I've just had a crack at two. I just couldn't split them. I've gone $50 on Berkeley Square and $50 on Golden Mile, too. It's, those two were probably the standouts. I was leaning towards Golden Mile as well, but just at those odds, I don't think it's proven itself enough yet, where, like you said, I think Berkeley Square had a probably tougher sort of challenge in its first couple. Golden Mile was not too bad in the, what was it last? I was in the, I can't remember what race it was, but it was that one where In Secret was short favourite and Jack and it ran over the top of it. So I'm going, yeah, 50 each on those two, similar to last week. I just couldn't split the both of them. Hopefully Berkeley Square wins at better odds, but yeah, I've had a little double at both. Well, there you go. He's played, his, played a little bit safe there, the two favourites, myself, just all in. The last of the group ones down at Caulfield. The Group 1, the Tomb Rack Handicap, it's over the mile. And unlike a couple of weeks ago, the raging favourite, I wish I win, won't need scratchings to get in the field, he's already in it. Is that the way you're leaning? Uh, yeah, I do have two plays in this one, actually. I've got just a nice little $70 and I wish I win. It was pretty quality last start and it's been pretty quality ever since it's come onto the scene. So I've gone $50, uh, $70 on that, sorry, and I've actually gone a little each-way bet on... One of my personal favourites, No Name Lane. Ooh. It's one that's last three. It hasn't clocked the best times, but it always tends to win like in a tough, tough sort of race. It always just gets there as well. So hopefully that can be a little bit fitter and yeah, see what happens there. So I've actually gone ten dollars to win on that and twenty dollars to place that thirty one to ones. There'll be big celebrations if that gets up. Oh, very, very <laughs> large celebrations if that gets up for the for the lads. Uh yeah, myself. I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to talk you out of back in the fave. If it's it's going to probably win, but I just thought I'd go a little bit of each way appeal, and I went, I landed on Tuvalu. First up, he found a heavy nine. It was possibly even worse than that. It was pretty, it was raining all day. That was in the group one, Sir Rupert Clark. He was brave on speed. He stuck tough for third. Finished within half a length. Now he's second up. He rises to the mile where he's had four starts for two wins and two seconds. He's drawn the well, rail, sorry, to take his seat. And he's probably, he probably won't lead like last star because there's a pretty hot tempo and they're all coming obviously outside of him. But I just think he's going to look a winner at the stage. I'm backing on him having a couple lengths on the fave. So I've gone 60 the win, 40 the place on Tuvalu. If he places, you make about 10 bucks. So mostly the win, but just in case I wish I win storms over the top. Gets a little bit of cash back there. But yeah, that wraps up Caulfield. We'll move up to, unfortunately, dreary Sydney and Ramwick. And... Hopefully it goes ahead, but the forecast does not look promising. It's going to be a heavy track, as you probably know. It's probably going to be a heavy 10. It's meant to piss down Saturday. Hopefully they get through the 10 race card, but I don't know. What do you think? You're What are the chances? Oh, the race six first up here. I've actually gone um, Zoo Tiger. Probably had a decent sort of rec- uh, record in the heavy. It's had two starts and two places, so I'm sort of just going off that. Not much confidence due to the weather. It's obviously going to be a, a mud mud track. It's yeah, it's probably a day for swimmers. But in all honesty, I'd be very surprised if we get to race six. But hopefully, Zoo Tiger, if it does get on, we can get the win there. Uh, I think it ran well in the Golden Rose not long ago. So 
yeah, I want to stick with that and see what happens. Yeah, so this is a, it's a little bit of a tricky race, this one. It's the inaugural running of it. It's called the Tap Craig. It's for the three-year-olds. There's not a whole lot of, I don't think many of them have been tested on a heavy 10, so it's a little bit tricky. Zoo Tiger's a short price favourite. Again, I went away. I went the second favourite. I've been on her all prep. She's done nothing to sort of scare me away, and that's Opal Ridge. She got an easy kill two back at Highway Company. That was on a heavy nine. Other start on a heavy track was second behind Trade, who we all know about. He won a race a couple, about a month or so ago down in the valley. Only question mark on her is the 1400. Does she get it? She's raced 1200. I think the max is she gone. But we'll have every chance to do it. She draws the gate to get a dream run. Who's And it's she'll probably park on the rail behind the fave who will lead, I'm assuming. So I've gone chips in, similar to Skip, 100 on Opal Ridge. Next race, we got race 7. Another three-year-old feature. This time it's for the up-and-coming stayers over the 1800. They're contesting the Group 3 gloaming stakes. It's a tricky race. Majority of the field are first time over this distance. And it's going to be on a bottomless track, as we mentioned. Oh, myself, I went a couple different. I'm playing the favourite, Williamsburg. He was impressive last weekend in the listed Dulcify. Best last 600. Came from the tail to score by three-quarters of the length. That was on a heavy nat 8. Can he reproduce that effort on a heavy 10? And are they going to be able to make ground from back there? I'm not that confident. So I went 82 on him. And then I've gone an $18. You get 5% of the first four. I'm just having a bit of fun. Try and snag it. Only 5%. So hopefully one of the roughies I have gets up. So obviously Williamsburg won. Sharp and Smart the second. Prometo the third. Political Debate in. Flag of Honor and Stylus. So six selections. Hopefully those four fill out there. So there's my two little plays there. What about yourself? Yeah, I've gone with Williamsburg as well. Just sixty dollars on that. Last start was pretty impressive, but like you said, it's a pretty heavy, heavy track. It's gonna be a heavy ten, no doubt. And yeah, I think by this race, we'll be chopping up a fair bit. So if we can catch up and make the ground, hopefully that can get up. But my other play is forty dollars on Sharp and Smart as well. Another sort of thing. Couldn't really split in. Tough race. Wanted to have two sort of options in this, so I've gone with those two. Was gonna put a little Cornella in there, but I thought I'd just back him out singly. Don't want to get too tricky, with, especially with these conditions at Randwick. So anything can happen, I reckon, at Randwick this Saturday. Oh, no doubt. Uh, and then finish off with the last of the featured races we're going to talk about. Uh, it's the $1 million Silver Eagle, sorry. It's, it's the crucial qualifying race with the top three gaining ballot exemption for Sydney's second richest race, the $10 million Golden Eagle, in about three weeks' time. Who do you think is going to win their way through? Oh... In all honesty, I sort of struggled to pick one here, but I did end up going with Lock Eagle at twelve dollars. I put, I think I was sorry, I've got it written down here. I did put fifty to uh, thirty dollars to win on Lock Eagle and twenty dollars to place. And then my other play was Brigantine as well. I had a twenty dollars to place and thirty dollars to win too. So I've gone the eight and nine. Sort of tough race again. Did like Mr. Mozart. Didn't really get out there last start, but just sort of wanted to stick away from the barrier 18. I know it does like the wet, but I just I'm just get worried that it just won't be able to get out there from that barrier. I've got a similar. I've got two prong attacked. However, I've got no place. I'm playing both the win. So first off, I'm not jumping off her. Espinosa been solid in both runs this prep. They've been on good tracks though, so I think she grows a little. I think she grows a leg on the wet ground. She's drawn wide 17 of 18. But she'll go back anyway. Question is, same with uh, Williamsburg. Are they going to be making ground from the back? 
hoping they are. But if not, I've also got Lavish Girl in there. I think if they're not making ground, she can do the business from the front. She jumps out of gate two. I'm expecting her to lead. She's second up now for a good second down at Caulfield in the group three hay now. That was on a heavy nine, and she finished second in between. Zapateo on that race, who starts favourite in the last at Caulfield on the weekend, and Chain of Lightning, who was a winning machine before running third there. So at this stage, I've got 55 on Espinosa and 45 on Lavish Girl. Depending on how they, what price you get them at, I'd stake it more so you win off more off Lavish Girl just with what the track I'm expecting. It's probably going to be more favoured to leaders, really, with the he bottomless track. But there you go. There's the boys' tips of the feature races. We'll move on around the grounds. What have you got this week? Uh, nothing too major this week. I've just got two plays actually in Caulfield. So my best bet of the day is to get out of jail like Caulfield. Back to before, number three, Zapateo. I think, I think it's just, yeah, too quality for this field. Doesn't mind pretty much any conditions. I'm not too fussed what conditions we get there. Hopefully a good track. Race six, Number one, Portalele, Jay McDonald on board. Wasn't too great last start at a short distance of 1,000 metres, so it gets an extra 100 metres on this race. I think it suits as well due to barrier two. It, yeah, didn't wasn't great last start, but before that it tried real well, and before it spell it was, I think, a third, third, second, second. So quality's form there, so hopefully that can bounce back and get a win second up. There you go, a couple of plays at Caulfield. Myself, once again, i got a few around the country. I'll start off your neck of the woods, Eagle Farm, race five, Deer Trail. On debut was good, winning by a head. Hit the line hard over 1,110 metres, so the 1,200 shouldn't be an issue. Race eight has a bro. Travelled three wide, no cover last start, but still finished off nicely to run a long head second. Drawn the car park again, but I'm trusting Brody Lloyd to find a spot and he can run a race. I think he's about seven bucks, so not a bad little each way. Morpeville, race one, Silent Command. Going to get a good run from the rail draw and should have a couple lengths on my danger. That's Classy Joe. The pair faced off a couple starts back and Silent Command got the better. Race 5, Mira Massa. He's dual nommed. He's also in the Caulfield Guineas at Caulfield. But if they want to avoid the weight because he's, I think, the second emergency and they come there, he should get an easy beat. He only lost by four lengths in the Group 2 Sturt Stakes and the winner out of that was Tijuana, who, Tijuana who's third favourite for the Guineas. Uh, and then go on Ascot, race three, Dad's big-headed. First up run was encouraging, ran second in a photo and travelled three wide at stages. Draw nicely in two, hopefully runs a race in the straight at each way odds. And then in the get out at Ascot, race 10, E-Team A, number 12, hasn't missed the placings in six starts this prep, stays at the 1400, three wins and six placings from where he's got three wins and six placings from 12 starts. So hopefully myself and the skip can deliver some winners this week after a couple of tough weeks. Any multis this week or just sticking with the... No, just sticking with the usual. But uh, actually, you know what? I may as well have a multi. You know, I was on fire the other week. So I'm just going to go race 6 Caulfield, Pulele, and then race 10 Caulfield, Zapateo. And you know what? I'll chuck, I'll chuck Zaki in there too. A three leg. Why not? See what happens. Well, that should be paying juicy. That could also... That alongside, who was it? Yeah, value in race eight or whatever at Caulfield. Could, could make a big day for Skip, get you back right in the green. That's it. Hopefully, hopefully it gets me back up there. I see, haven't been too good last couple of weeks, but we know before that I did hit some form. So, need to get that form back, especially for the Everest coming up. Oh, cannot wait for that. Not this weekend, weekend after. Everest, and I don't know what's down in Melbourne. Oh, no, I think it's normally Caulfield Cup, but obviously yeah. great. 
Caulfield Cup's on that day too. There you go. It's going to be, as usual, just great racing all day. And we'll be here to preview it every week. See you next week. Hopefully after a big week- weekend on the punt and plenty of winners. That's it. I hope so. See you later.